Hello there. Welcome to Now Tell Us. Now Tell Us, we have guests come and tell us stories. They come and inspire us. They come and educate us on a subject that could be important to us, or which they have a passion in. And always we have great guests. That means even today we have a great guest. His name is Justin Maxwell. He's going to be telling about uh, telling us about the best saving structure without budgeting. Isn't that cool? Hmm. I'm looking forward to hear what he has to tell us on this topic. And if you are as eager as I am to hear, then come join me as we go to meet. And remember to share this with your friends. Yeah, that would be cool. So let's go and meet Justin. Hello, Justin. Hello, Anthony. Thank you for having me you? here with you. I'm doing very well. You're Thank almost, you. You're most welcome, and we are honored to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate it. Can we know where you are? Yeah, I'm in uh, Salt Lake City, Utah. That's cool. How's the weather? How's the weather there? Oh, it's uh, cold and snowy. Yeah, we have... We've had a lot of lot of snow this year. We've actually broken records with the amount of snow at our ski resorts, which is good because the ski resorts really like a lot of snow. So it's been good for them. Oh, that's cool. And uh, it's just a day after Valentine's. <laughs> How did you celebrate yours? Well, unfortunately, my wife was sick. And so it was oh. just spent inside. And I cleaned the house for her and took care of the kids. So... It wasn't as romantic or what it was. What I was actually looking forward to doing, but um, that's what it turned out to be. That's cool of you. You're one who helps. Um, yeah, and that's why we, are, we 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 have families to be there for one another when we need. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, we got to help when it's needed. So it was unfortunate, but it, it's the way it is. So you just got to roll with it. Yeah. Talking of finances, yeah, please let us know who is Justin in regards to what we are tackling today. Yeah, so I appreciate the, the opportunity to speak on this. This is something that um, I focus on heavily in my practice. Um, one of the things that I really try and help people do is find ways to keep more of their money, or in other words, save more of their money. Um, if you can't save money, then you're not going to be able to build wealth. You're not going to be able to create certainty around your dollars. If big black swan events happen, those things can wipe you out and cause a lot of stress, divorce, uh, loss of jobs, loss of homes, etc. And so if you can learn to save all along the way and create savings, then you're going to create certainty. You're going to be able to be a little more vibrant at work. You're going to be a little more passionate with what you're doing because you have a, a certainty that's been built up on the financial side. And even if it's subtle, it will ripple through other areas of your life. So I help people create structures and find ways to save more money 
whether that's on taxes or um, through different government programs that are offered in the United States, or just look for ways to help people create more opportunities to save more of what they're making so it doesn't slip away into all the things that want to take our money. So that's a, a really good overview of what I like to do. Yeah, that's cool. And before you are a teacher, tell us about that. I, I love teachers because teachers shape our livelihood. Yeah, so I, I did used to teach. I was a, a school teacher. I taught physical education. I taught physical education for seven years. I was, I'm a really passionate about teaching. I feel education is really important. But I hit a point where I needed to make more money for my family. I don't know if you're familiar with the way the United States teachers get paid, but it's not super fabulous. It's, it's good, but it's not something that is going to push limits of income and my, with my wife choosing to stay home and, and stay with our children it was causing us to not have as much money to spend or to even like enjoy other opportunities so i looked for other things and i've found this is a nice fulfillment that allows me to help more people honestly i get to help more people outside of my teaching i still get to teach people but i just do it in a different way um, now i teach people um, how to create savings opportunities versus in the classroom. So I teach people life skills outside the classroom instead of in the classroom. Once a teacher, always a teacher. Yes, yeah, that's good. Point. That's good. Yeah, so uh, dive us into this topic. What, what is this structure that you are, you are so passionate about and can it help? And, and just for your information, our audience is from all over the world, although we have quite a number from the States, but um, we have others from Europe, others from Africa. And I believe this is something, I mean, saving is all over. I mean, from whatever you come from, I think it's something that we should always uh, and all consider saving. Yes, correct. Yeah, it doesn't matter where you are in the world. This structure will work anywhere in the world. Um, you might not, you might have to be a little more creative in other parts of the world, but you can still create the framework is what is more important. And you can apply the framework to wherever you are in your situation to create this and make it work for you. So it doesn't matter if you're not in the United States, but it is very much applicable to anyone. I think it's important to just take one step back first before I dive into how it works and just really highlight the importance of saving because I think That's people good. don't understand the value of it because right now in the United States, the current savings rate of like what percentage of someone's income that they're actually saving. So if they take home $10,000 a month, the average savings rate is about 2% of that in the United States. Like I know mm -hmm. other countries, it's much more than that, but typically you're probably going to look between about five and 10% of someone's income is saved by the typical person. Some people are way more than that. Some people save zero, but that's the average person is going to save five to 10% of their income. Now, the issue with only 5 to 10% of the income is that at some point in someone's life, they're going to reach a point where they can't work anymore or they want to retire from what they're doing. But if you've mm -hmm. only been saving 5 to 10% of your income, you're likely not, have, you're not, likely not going to have enough money to sustain the same lifestyle that you're currently living for the rest of your life after you're done working. And so you're going to have mm -hmm. to reduce your lifestyle when you're at the end of your life. So you're gonna have to take away things you like doing because you don't have enough money to afford doing them anymore. So that could result in you not enjoying life as much, being a little bit more crabby or a little bit more angry about life. And so 
it, it caught and then it can reverberate into your family members because you're angry, they feel it, and it just it can cause strain on a relationship. So five to ten percent is not enough money to 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 live on long term. Um, so you have to mm-hmm. save more than that. You have to create more savings opportunities. And this structure helps people do that. Typically using this structure, if you looked at over a 30 year period, you're gonna probably have someone that's gonna save four to five times more money than if someone was just saving five to 10% of their income over their, life, over their lifetime. And it doesn't have any negative effect on someone's lifestyle. So it's really powerful. You just have to set up the structure and then live your life and just keep trying to make more money and bring more value to the world. And then you can be better outside and this structure helps or create certainty in that, in that savings realm. So I hope that was a good foundation and then I can explain the structure. What, what did you think about, was that a good explanation? Yeah, that's a very good foundation. I mean, imagine that uh, the, the, the later days of your life are days that you may not be as strong as you are right now. And to have set something aside is a very good thing to consider in one's life. Yes, so that's good. And then you say it's without budgeting. So I'm curious to know how about this structure. Uh, how the, how it works. Yeah, so let me talk about the budgeting, and then I'll d- dive right into the structure and we can get get to stop leaving a cliffhanger for people, a little carrot so people keep listening. But budgeting typically doesn't work for people because it causes people to think restrictive. So like when you're budgeting, you're thinking, I gotta only can spend this much dollars on this, I can only spend this much dollars on this. And so they start restricting what they wanna spend money on versus just thinking about more abundantly and wanting to go help more people and make more money and, and be more prosperous, they start taking away things that help them feel fulfillment. And so they hate budgeting and it causes them to feel guilty when they break a budget or they spend money on something that they should be enjoying, but because it's not in the budget, it makes them feel guilty. So budgeting causes mm-hmm. issues and then typically science, the scientific studies on it show that it doesn't work for the vast majority of people. And so this solution or this structure allows you to still save money, but without feeling that guilt of, or the pain that typically is associated with budgeting. So that's what this, this solves that problem because most people don't keep budgets and this helps you save more without budgeting and that having those feelings. So the way that this structure works is the vast majority of us, we get paid and it falls directly into our checking account or our bank account. And the problem with this is the bank account is seen in our eyes as our spending account. And so we should probably change the name of our bank account to our spending account, because once the money is in our spending account, life comes. We have mortgages and rents, we have grocery bills, we have childcare expenses, we have Amazon purchases, we have everything that we need to spend money on and it gets sucked out of here. And then before we know it, we're like, I should have had this much money. I should have $1,000 saved, but my account shows zero. Why is it doing that? It's because Mm -hmm. we as humans unconsciously spend. It's so easy to spend money that we don't even realize that we're doing it. There's so many different avenues, specifically in the United States with the the way that the, the consumeristic style of the United States. I don't, I'm not familiar with other parts of the world when it comes to consumerism, but I'm guessing it's still mm-hmm. accessible in other parts of the world as well, where we can just consume. There's so much things advertised to us that we just buy, 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 buy. And before we know it, 
money is gone from us without us realizing it's gone. And so we don't have anything left yeah. over to save because we haven't saved first. Mm. And so it, that leaves us like, what the heck? And now I don't, I can't save anything. And if we did save anything, we can move it over to our savings account, but it's not typically, it's not nearly enough to build it up. It's the five to 10% or right now in the United States, the 2%, which isn't enough money to live on in the future or to create wealth with. So as what this mm -hmm. structure does is it's going to intercept or reverse the process of saving. So we have our saving account, our, our, our spending account, which stays exactly the same, but we're going to insert another account above it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the money is going to come in, but it's going to be captured inside this reservoir account is what we are calling it, or a wealth preserve account or a wealth mm -hmm. capture account is another word. It gets captured here. And then you set up an automation, which will then send the money down to the spending account for whatever you need to live on each month. So that way, whatever's mm -hmm. sent down to the spending account, you can spend that guilt-free without, like, you can just spend it with your lifestyle without feeling guilty about doing things because these dollars are meant to be spent. But everything that was captured up here in the preserve account or the reservoir account is here and captured, and you can still have access to it. Like you could still send it down there if you wanted to, but you have to consciously send it down there. It's not unconscious. So you get to capture savings before they get sent to your spending account. And okay. by setting up the structure, it will create a, a gamification for you because you're going to see this account start to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then you're going to want to save even more money because you see it getting bigger and it becomes a dopamine hit in the reverse Typically, in our mm -hmm. spending account, when we spend money, we get a dopamine hit that says, oh, wow, I got this cool thing. And so it causes us to spend unconsciously. But now it's going to reverse that because we're seeing our savings account, our reservoir, get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And now that it's here, we can consciously choose to go invest those dollars in the things that build us wealth, or we can consciously choose to use them for spending. But now it's a conscious choice which gives us more empowerment over the situation and control over our spending instead of it just being an unconscious thing that we have no control over. And my thoughts are, because we are talking of a, uh, now this is a reservoir account, and then we have the spending account. So uh, there in America, are you, or when you're working with the clients, are you dealing with that? directly with a bank, a specific bank, or this structure is said to be applied to different banks, and then there's something that you hang on, something that reminds you that this is uh, this bank, uh, okay, this account, the account, the reservoir account, that I, how does that work? Yeah, so th that's an excellent question. So here in the U.S., there's a technology that makes this really simple. So we have an app that comes with a bank account that will become the reservoir for you. So you sign up for the app through us. It creates a new bank account up here for you. And the app allows you to automate everything. So you tell the app how much money do you need to live on each month. And once the money hits your reservoir, it'll automatically send it to your spending account. So the app makes it super simple. But for those of you that don't have access to the app, you can still use this structure in your life you just have to be a little bit more hands-on with it. The app makes it super simple, but you can still do it. So you're gonna to wanna to choose a bank that is separate from your spending bank. 
so that they're not connected. So there is some separation. So you can't just go grab the money and spend it. So you're going to create a bank here. That's your reservoir. And then you're going to have another bank that's going to be your spending account. And then you can create an automation so that each month this bank will send automatically X amount of dollars to this bank. You have to do that like more hands-on, but you could do that in that same structure outside the United States without this app that we happen to have as a privilege here um, that's been created for us in, in the US. It's a lot of uh, discipline, I guess, I believe. Yeah, it, would it takes a little bit more discipline, but I mentioned that gamification because as you see this grow, mm -hmm. you're gonna be less tempted to spend out of this account. And one thing I could recommend for those outside the US is instead of like even almost don't like get credit cards or don't get debit cards for the reservoir account, like make it so that you don't have access to me unless it's to do like an ECH transfer or to send money somewhere. So it's either sending it to your account or it's to be utilized into an investment. So you can't actually spend the dollars out of there because you don't have a check, you don't have a debit card, you don't have a credit card that's attached to that account. All of the, the spending account can have the credit card, it can have the debit card, it can have the checks. But this one is just for capturing wealth and just for capturing savings. Hmm. Does the, your app have access to all the banks in the US or some specific banks that it works with? Um, the app, um, I would have to see if it can be accessed outside the US by other citizens. I know for sure all 50 states in the United States and Puerto Rico can access this bank, but we'd have to, I'd have to check if it can be utilized outside the US. But if it does, I can let you know and then we could inform your listeners that it does indeed work outside the US. But I know for sure anyone in the United States can access this bank with the app. Okay. And talking about discipline, and, uh, although there is a gamification that is there, um, I believe or I have experienced uh, in a lot of things that it takes someone who's watching you, someone whom you are accountable to, kind of a coach or something like that, that reminds you, hey, you didn't do that. Hey, you you, you said you saved this amount of money, you haven't saved. Is that is there such an arrangement with people that you work with? Yeah, that's, uh, uh -huh. so again, um, if we can make the app work outside the US, it fits really well, but the app gives, I'm your accountability partner on the app. So I'll be able to see your reservoir. I can't have no control over it, but I can see where your dollars are growing and it will tell me if you're doing if you're doing things that are outside of what you wanted as a goal. So if you are spent if you're taking money out of the reservoir to spend, like I'll be able to see that and I can say, hey, are you wanting to do that or do you need to rearrange how much money is being sent down to your spending account because you're not because you're needing those dollars. And it's okay if you need them, but if you're using them just to spend to spend because you feel the need, like we need to have a conversation and I can have that accountability call conversation because the app allows me the privilege to be that accountability partner with you so that you do stay accountable and sending you grow wealth with them. And that's the whole perpy app. Okay, I get it. So um, is the app an internal thing or is something that is open out there? Is, is it from your organization or is it from a specific bank? Yeah. Yeah. So if you Googled the Currents app, 
you could download it, but the only way to access it is you have to have a strategist or an accountability partner attached to it. So you have to be invited by someone like myself that has access to that bank or to that or technology. Um, because the whole, the, the, you're right on with what you said, because people do need the accountability partner. Otherwise people don't stay true to it. Some people would, but there's a, a very large percentage of the population that wouldn't. And so the whole strategy of the app is to really help people actually be successful in their savings. And it has to come with a strategist or that accountability partner in order to have, to have that happen. And so if people wanted access to that, they can reach out to me and I can help them be that accountability partner. If they didn't like me being the accountability partner, I can recommend other people that I know that can help them be accountability partners that have the app and can be their strategist with them. And I want to think that this is a decision that uh, this, the, the, the person is making for himself or herself. Like you go to the bank and then you're told uh, there is this specific, this duration of time that you should save with us. Now, because this is my own decision, I, I make my own time frame. That is what I want to believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so this is a long-term solution and let me explain the power of this long-term solution um, yeah. because it it solves it, it, this will solve your savings problems for the rest the rest of your life. So there's something called Parkinson's law. It's not always applicable to finance, but in finance it states this: when my income increases or the amount of money that I'm taking home increases, my expenses are going to rise to meet or exceed that income in about six months. And so, mm -hmm. is what this app does is as your income increases, it gets captured in the reservoir or even the structure, it gets captured in the reservoir. So your expenses did not rise to meet or exceed because they got stopped here because it automatically still, even though your income rose, the, it's, the, the reservoir still spit out the exact same number of what you needed to live on. So your expenses stayed the same. And so long-term, is your income is going to continue to rise. The vast majority of people in the U.S. at least, their income rises year over year over year over year. It might not be like hundreds of thousands of dollars, but it's still increasing slowly. But it keeps mm -hmm. the expenses. You can still increase the expenses slowly, but now you're consciously doing it, and it keeps that gap. And if we look at the math over time, this enables us to start saving way more money as we increase our income because we're not allowing our expenses to match our income or to reach that same level, they are dragging behind so that we are keeping our savings as our main priority versus allowing our expenses to govern our lives. And so this becomes the solution long-term and this will allow us to be more charitable because we're saving more dollars that we can maybe now give to more charities and to help more people, or it can allow us to start more businesses, but it creates this foundation of, I have enough money to sustain a downfall that I can now take a little bit more risk here or help someone here or start this new business here or maybe start a side hustle here so that I'm helping more people and doing more good because I have the financial backing or foundation that allows me to comfortably take that risk because I know it's not going to destroy me if something goes wrong. So that's, that's the true power of the app is that it keeps our expenses from rising to exceed or match our our new income that we're getting. Okay. So what did you call the app again? Yep. It's called Currents. 
C-U-R-R-E-N-C-E. Currents, like currency, but it ends with an E. Okay, currents, okay. Someone's gonna search for it and you find out whether it works all over. And, and that's a cool idea, it's a cool idea. Yeah, but so, even those that don't have the app, like it will take more discipline, but you could still do the same structure. The app just makes it super mm -hmm. easy. But you could still mm -hmm. do this. It will take a little more discipline, but it will still do the exact same thing for you. You don't need the app. The app just provides ease of use. You can still set it up with the same way without the app. Yeah, so I have a bank account that my money goes in and then it sieves through. I never get to see what's remaining there if, if I desire not to. And I don't touch it. That's a fixed place. And then whatever goes through that's what i'm gonna live on that's what i'm gonna Correct. pay my rents pay my bills and then enjoy enjoy life with saving. enjoy yeah enjoy life with. and then okay. your savings account then can be used now that it gets big enough now you can start investing in things and get your dollars working for you which will then fall back into that account and it can just become this never-ending cycle of starting to increase and expand your means so that you're able to do more good because we need means to feel comfortable enough to do good. Like that's the whole foundation of money. Money doesn't mean anything. It's just a receipt of the good that we do. And the more good we do, the more receipt of money we're gonna get. And this helps us capture it so that we're able to do more good. Yeah, and it's good that you mentioned uh, money working for you. The rich don't work for money. They have their money working for them. So if I can and I let that money work for me, then that's a good idea for those yeah, who are not saving. Correct. Business. Yeah, it's absolutely key. And the savings is the first foundational piece to investing and getting your money working for you. If you can't save, mm -hmm. then you can't invest. Like you can dream of it and you can put some dollars there. But if you really want to make a difference and your dollars truly working for you, you got to send a lot of dollars into that system and get all of those dollars working for you, not just a small amount. And this system will help you provide a lot of dollars to get working for you and creating financial independence and just creating wealth for you so that you and your family can leave a legacy or do more good. Whatever it is that your desire to do with life, you can do more of it because you have this saving system in place. Wow. And in your experience, which could be an easy place to start for an entrepreneur, someone who thinks that I need money to work for me. Maybe I have a day job, I'm busy, and uh, I need to have something. I need to have my savings bringing in more money for me. How, how would you advise someone to get started? Yeah, get started by increasing your savings and then educate yourself on what you want to invest in. So start by increasing your savings implement this structure or a structure that's allowing you to increase it and then mm -hmm. choose to learn about what and how investments work. So whether you like investing in the stock market, learn how the stock market works and go figure it out so that you understand the upsides, you understand how to limit volatility, you understand what you're investing in, the companies that you're investing in, etc. or learn skills like investing in real estate or investing in other businesses or in investing in intellectual property, like learn what you want to learn and what you are passionate about investing in, and then go do it. But because you've been building up this saving system, once you're ready, you'll have plenty of capital to do, to direct towards those things. Like that's that's my recommendation. F figure out savings first, 
then deliberately mm -hmm. invest in what you know and understand and have at least some control over. Mm, thank you for that. Yes, this has been not us, and uh, we are almost coming to the end of the show. And uh, we thank every person who is watching out there. Remember to share this episode with your friends. If you get to watch it or listen to it after we're through, we always appreciate some feedback, some questions. Uh, yeah, uh, I know that uh, Justin would love some feedback or some uh, questions. How can people connect with you if they need to follow up with you? Yeah, easiest way is to just reach out to me and get on my calendar and we can have a conversation um, however long you want it to be. My The easiest way to get on my calendar is going to biglifefinancial.com slash TRP. This will allow you to get onto my calendar. We can have a conversation. We can see if this will work for you. And if you're not in the United States, by that time, I'll have an answer on if the app will work outside the US. And then if not, I can help you consider ideas and brainstorm with you on how you can set this up in your situation and, and talk it through with you so that you can get the structure in place because the structure is what matters, not necessarily the app. The app does make it easier, but the structure is more important than the app. The app just adds ease. As, as ease. Okay. So go to biglifefinancial.com forward slash TRP and connect with Justin. Uh, thank you very much, Justin, for coming to now tell us. We really appreciate yes. it. Thank you, Anthony. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, and before we go, we'd like to leave us with a few words that we should always remember. Which are they? I think it's... Let's find ways to help more people and bring more value to the world. Instead of being selfish, like look for ways to solve problems, help more people, and be an influence that's going to change the world for good instead of trying to drag and restrict and look inward, look outward and look for solutions that can benefit the world. Wow, thank you for that. We appreciate it. Yes, and this is it. That's it for today. This has been Now Tell Us. I've been your host, Anthony Morore. And together with our guest today, Justin Maxwell, you're saying bye for now. Thank Go you. Save. Go save. Start saving or continue saving. Yeah. Bye. Yeah.